Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Matt Lee. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod, Pod Yourself, Yourself the, the Wire. Wire. A The Wire podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Wire. And talk, talk about, about it. it. Yep. All right. So excited for everyone to join. Um, for those of you uh, on the uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash broadcast, you probably noticed this episode is late. Sorry. Um, it was uh, we were supposed to record last week, but then Matt Lieb here got strep throat. Streptococcus in my throat. Mm. And um, so we're late and I'm sorry, but you know, um, my baby is a petri dish of uh, diseases. And so uh, I think it's because she likes to, after a bath, she picks on my toothbrush and she puts it in her mouth. <laughs> and that's just disgusting because her mouth is filled with doo doo, I think. <laughs> Yeah, she got a she got a doo doo mouth, um, but we're here <laughs> and we're we're alive. All the kids do. They got that doo doo mouth. They got that. It's called mouth. a doo doo mouth, and your, and your kid... kids could be doo dooing it. <laughs> We've both had fun with that. Um, March seventeenth, <laughs> Sunday, March seventeenth. Matt Lee, Francesca Fiorentini, my wife. Uh, we're going to be headlining the uh, Sacramento Punchline. Please buy tickets. It's the link is in the fucking description just please sell it out so he doesn't have to talk about it anymore i know God. i know uh, i know i'm sorry i'm sorry but you know pluggies uh five stars in review well, anyways are you ready because today we're gonna be talking about guess what the what? wire oh no way yeah we're gonna be talking about For real yeah i know it's crazy but uh from season five of the wire episode four transitions and our guest today is a returning pod yourself champion you have heard her talk about sopranos you heard her talk about wires and now you're gonna hear her once again talking about wires stand-up comedian extraordinaire katrina davis is back hello yay <laughs> round of applause how you doing uh good so good to be back yeah. so upset by this show still <laughs> mm. this a was an extra upsetting episode it's got to be said is it a spe I, is specifically upsetting episode yeah. i mean i um i i was wondering while i was watching if you all picked this particular era for me on purpose because i haven't watched that much since the last episode so i just jumped back in like a like at the beginning of this season and watched up to this and was like what is going on like ish yes. got so crazy in three years like yeah yeah just i i love that i love i forget that for some people when we're asking them to come on to talk season five they're like uh you know i've uh, been a while since i watched it and what happened to this show i didn't know it became reverse death Dexter, what is happening? Yes. yes, it did. And you know what? On this podcast, we are vehement defenders of that. We think it's a great idea and they should have done more fake serial killers. Oh my gosh. But I want to ask you about it. Um, 
Uh, now, you've seen The Wire before. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Do you remember this season at all? Like uh, your first rewatch? Uh, like, is this your first rewatch of this season? Or um, Yes. Like yeah. this watching this season was like I hadn't watched it before basically yes yeah did uh did you do you remember how you felt the first time you watched season five yes because yeah. i well i love omar mm. so there was a lot of like bittersweet yeah parts of this episode too for me i just like yeah yeah I'm, I, one of my notes is just team omar forever so. yeah yeah no for <laughs> sure did do you uh did you were you because like many people that we talked to um this is the season for them that they are confident in saying is the worst season do you think this is the worst season of the wire Here's the thing. I don't know if it's the worst, but I could also see people like um, comparing it to when the office should have stopped but didn't. And then they did that next season and it was like cameos and stuff. And you were like, what are we doing? And then they kind of like kind of pulled it out of a nosedive. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like we as like american tv makers in general will never cut and run if something is making money for the sake of yeah. the story yeah no. so like the odds of a show that people are in love with and that like kind of like going downward at the same time that the story would naturally end mm-hmm. like doesn't ever seem to happen so they always either seem to like we seem to not get enough of stuff we're in love with right or way too much of stuff that we did love and we're like why did you make me hate this <laughs> yeah yeah i mean this I, it's a good comparison uh because you know i mean like if the wire was more popular who knows there could be like five more seasons and then like a nikki haley cameo like who knows what they would have done with it (laughs) like snl yeah yeah. (laughs) let's just let's bring her on that'll be fun (laughs) what if we had somebody impersonating the person and then the person came up and snuck up behind them what You know what I love about SNL? SNL is a show that's not afraid to normalize people who want significant portions of the United States public to be dead. And I feel like that is brave Mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't know, just charming, you know? It's like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, Hitler showed up and said, sock it to me, you know? (laughs) And he was giving, like, mustache tips to a guy who was doing a fake Hitler mustache. I have have und question. (laughs) So you say some things about the Jews, right? (laughs) It's a joke because I'm Hitler. Yeah, no. I heard the audience, like, applause break in my head when you started speaking in fake Hitler's voice. When they're like, like, the camera turns, they're like, shut up, they got Hitler. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe he's he came. here. You know, that's kind of cool of Hitler to like show up yeah. and like you I know, didn't just, like him before, but like I he's just right. to like poke Pretty, fun at himself. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's a knows, good sport. He's a good sport, and like you know, he understands that he's a public figure, and sometimes you gotta make fun of yourself. I kind of like, like this Hitler guy. <laughs> so upsetting. He's cool, but this is not a show about <laughs> Hitler. No. Yet. This is a show about The Wire, and we cannot start the podcast without first playing the theme song. When you pause. Do the garden, gotta pause. Watch your back. <laughs> well, I beg your pause. Pause. 
Podcast. Track. If you Podcast. With Jesus, he's gonna say the newsroom. Gotta keep it. Fake serial killer. Pod. Season five. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, pod yourself with Jesus sounds yeah, like the next wave. If you pod with Jesus, I want to pod with Jesus. <laughs> that sounds like the next wave of the campaigns from the Super Bowl. Is <laughs> but somehow. God. What if we did like a true crime show where, mm-hmm. where you were Jesus and I told you about like famous murders, uh, <laughs> historical murders, and you were I'm like, just what? Going, no way. <laughs> oh, my dad. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude. Oh my dad! And then at the end of every episode, he's just like, "I think we should forgive him." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Well, you know, I just uh, turn the other cheek." That's what I say. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, if Jesus started a podcast, we would go Joe Rogan so fast, and it's just—it's unfortunate. <laughs> but he would be like. Um, you know, you know, it'd be he'd be selling like brain juice, and he's just like, "Do you want to have high octane Jesus brain? <laughs> Drink these raw olive oil, yeah, raw olive oil <laughs> and fucking bull semen cocktails." Um, okay, today we're gonna be talking about once again season five. my flesh energy drink. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> season five, episode four, transitions, uh, and uh, this came out on January 27, 2008. Vince, break us off a little piece of that synopsis. This is uh, the IMDb written synopsis. It's a little weird. Campbell tries to smooth out the transitions in the police department. The newspaper scrambles to confirm surprising news from City Hall, but lose out to the TV media in scooping a high-profile grand jury appearance. Okay. That's very weird. I, I've never... How many times have we heard Norris Campbell called Campbell, number one? Like, I had to look up who Campbell even was, because she's Norris, this whole yeah, series. Yeah, she's Norris. She ain't Campbell. She's uh, the only character name in that synopsis. Anyway, it's a weird synopsis, but that's okay. Very strange. We're, we're moving on. We're moving on, but what what, what, what happened? Uh, yeah. I think what you're trying to say is that we cannot evaluate art divorced from its cultural context. Con- cult- divorced Dude, from its cultural context. You got it the first time. We did it. Uh, we got to put some of that context back in. Um, and we do that with a little something that we like to call the back in the day machine. It's a bad time for newspapers. The news hole is shrinking as advertising dollars continue to decline. There ain't no back in the day. Machine tells the tale, son. That's right. Today, we're taking it all the way back to January 27th, 2008. Uh, Almost... However many years that is to the day, we're only like a few weeks removed from that. Um, some of the things that were happening. I'm, uh, I'm going to do the math. <laughs> si- 16. No. Fuck. You look like you're pooping and I you know. still got it wrong. Yeah. Just- <laughs> Wait, no, but it's a 24 for, yeah. and then yeah. minus. He broke eye contact yeah. with everyone to I'm, do that. I'm 16. That's, I'm right. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, some I of the things know. that were happening back then, uh, Obama, Obama. Won, wins the South Carolina primary headline in the New York Times. Obama wins South Carolina backed by whites and blacks. Um, 
and then both of them in both 2008 them. it was still just us just whites and blacks yeah, that's, that's right. all we got yeah. that was every type of guy that was <laughs> the two kinds of people that made obama like obama yeah that's a, that's, that's half of him each <laughs> um he's still behind in the delegate count 249 to 167 but he's he's coming on strong we got a article uh, in the UK Independent, uh, with Bill Clinton on top, Killer Bill uh, is okay. the headline. Earlier in the race, Mr. Clinton had tried, not always successfully, to avoid outshining Hillary. Uh, but in South Carolina, he took center stage. Mrs. Clinton spent much of her time focusing elsewhere on the contest to come. Her husband was left behind to take the shine off of Obama's campaign. Hey, and he what are you doing? That's my <laughs> fucking wife. I got my dick sucked. In the Oval Office, you owe her this, America. <laughs> and he did straight so up to... got sucked off. <laughs> Famously had come saved on a dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he did so to such effect that he could play a central role in the rest of the election battle, resorting to the sort of dog whistle politics that Republicans have often used to smear black opponents, without directly going on the attack. He accused wow. the Obama camp last week of a hit job and of playing the race card to win in South Carolina. Unlike me, who has never once played a race card. Nope. <laughs> plays a saxophone. Yeah, yeah plays yeah. a saxophone. <laughs> I smoke weed and I play sax. Anyways, how you doing, Arsenio? This guy's... <laughs> On Monday evening, Hillary Clinton set the tone at a televised debate in Myrtle Beach. In a few sharp exchanges that she telegraphed to viewers, uh, in a few sharp exchanges, she telegraphed to viewers that Mr. Obama was just another sleazy black politician in a sharp suit. Uh, I don't think she said that. I don't know if you can just write that. Wait a minute. Like that. Wait a minute. Did you just write a quote? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. For all his uplifting rhetoric, she said, he winked at legislation to allow sex shops near schools, consorted with a slum landlord, didn't oppose the war in Iraq when it really mattered, and in the greatest heresy for Democrats, admired Ronald Reagan. It was a breathtaking assault. I, I'm sorry, but it, did Hillary Clinton just say that Obama is the one who supported the war in Iraq? Like more yeah, when so it mattered. than Hillary yeah, Clinton. Yeah, it, she was it, in the Senate. Something about he did it at the wrong time in the wrong yeah. way. Day. I don't know. Yeah. A little, I mean, a for, little revisionist. For, you know? Everything you can say about Obama, just like compared to Hillary Clinton on that, that's crazy. I, you know, I, I remember obviously this uh, election very well. Mm -hmm. um, and I do remember like some of Hillary's attacks, but mostly I remember like the strategy was just, she was going to cry every once in a while and be like, you know, I'm a woman though. <laughs> it was like, her thing was like, you know, I just, you could have your first woman president and that's, that's more important than yeah. well. She's like, I did all the I did all the things you told. I did all the sacrifices that you told me to do. I pretended to bake cookies. Yeah. Uh, I looked the other way with the blowjob stuff. Like, what? <laughs> what this is what I'm here for. That's, what do you? Why? why? Yeah, this I is think mine. That was. I mean, even just culturally in America, we should all know that Hillary wasn't hot enough for crying to work. I don't know why <laughs> yeah, that's that true. would have ever been a tactic just yeah. to hand America. But also I know, not to say there aren't black voters in South Carolina, but I don't think I've ever heard identifying as black as something to help you win anything in <laughs> yeah. South Carolina. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love the idea that it's just like, you know. He won in South Carolina. No fair. He's black. Wait a yeah, minute. That's what? not fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they always get an easy time of it in South Carolina. In South Carolina. Yeah. If there's one thing South Carolina's famous for, love of the blacks. <laughs> in high leadership positions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right, so another one uh, to bring you back. You know, we talked about steroids in baseball and some yes, of our... Did. It was oh, a hot yeah. topic at the time. Hot I don't topic. know why. Barry, uh, Bo- the circumference of Barry Bond's head. Bigger, yeah, bigger this around that time. Yeah. Big head. Loved his those, big ass head. Bought those steroids from a guy who was in a band with my uncle in high school. I don't know why oh, that's real? a fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of responsible for this. Yeah, I'll take credit. Hey, he did great. They did. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but this guy says, uh, this is a headline from the New York Times, a voice of skepticism on the impact of steroids. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a Moneyball type guy. Uh, his name's Eric Walker. Um, famous Moneyball type dude. Um Trying to summarize here, uh, the popular perception that slugging across baseball has increased during the steroid era is almost certainly wrong. Uh, if power were up, we'd st- see it in the statistics, Walker said, but the boost just isn't there. Mm. Uh, he examined a figure about like how many how many bases they hit per uh, at bat, which is should be like a good uh, okay. you know a way to to indicate power. This is boring. Yeah, yeah. Walker found two substantial and essentially permanent jumps. The first was in the 1920s because of the embrace of a livelier ball. Uh, The second was in 1993 and 1994, where it has since settled. Walker contends that such a jump is far more indicative of a change made to the ball, which Major League Baseball has long denied, than a steroid power boost, Mm. uh, which would have produced an effect far more gradual, uh, Subtract subtract that 1994 three and four spasm from subsequent records. Uh, you will find that power has since 1980 has remained essentially flat. I'm bored. Match. Hey, I'm bored. Hey. I don't care. It's it's baseball. It's not baseball's Ste- fault that yeah. it sounds like this. I know. Yeah. This is well, a problem. It is baseball. baseball's fault because it's a really boring sport. It's really so hard. boring. Shut up. Yeah, you know what, Marlo? What do you have to say about Shut this? The fuck up. I agree. Wow. <laughs> that was for Jackie Robinson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, one last one. We got one last one. I always got to pick like a funny headline from the New York Post because I don't know. They, their headlines, I always enjoy them. Uh, this one headline Imam E date from hell. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, a, boy. Here we go. A Wall okay. Street style. I mean, I don't think this is going to be Islamophobic in any way, right? No, it's the post. no, They would never no. do such thing. Uh, yeah. A Wall Street stockbroker fears for her life after she rebuffed a Brooklyn imam she met on a Muslim dating site in an explosive $50 million lawsuit that explosive. blows the lid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Matt. <laughs> that, 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 that's them. That's not me. That's them. That's them. That blows the lid off the wacky world of Muslim dating in New York. Uh, Shireen wacky. Alethi, wacky, yep. wacky world. Yep, just people slipping on banana peels, <laughs> burkas flying. Like, what are you talking about? Shireen Alethi, you want to get a drink at the Allahu Akbar mm. bar? Mm. Akbar. And then he just no, squirts no, a flower water, water flower. <laughs> uh, alleges the religious leader promised he would make her one of her. One of four future wives and boasted of a cousin in Al Qaeda. When she dumped him, he trashed her reputation in the Arab press. Uh, I'm sorry, imam- but <laughs> first of all, I think it's totally legitimate to be like 
I yo, I got a not to brag. I got a cousin in Al Qaeda, and uh, <laughs> he was supposed to fly the fifth plane, but like he slept in. It was fucked up. Alarm clock, AM, PM, yeah, got mixed really, up. And, he's really sleepy guy. Yeah, he's a real sleepy guy. But uh, nah, he he'd have done some cool shit. He would have done it though. Like if he, he, was he there, totally would have done it. He it totally would have like done it. Two nine eleven. Yeah. He's pretty, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He thinks the the Jews fucked up the AM PM on the alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> the imam says Alethi is a loose, mentally unstable woman. He has filed criminal criminal charges against her in Brooklyn for allegedly destroying two computers at the Olel Al Bab Mosque in Bay Ridge. He also claims she threatened to frame him for rape. Jesus Christ! But wait, she messed up computers because. Why at yeah, the mosque? I, is that where they were hanging out to meet? Were they like talking on those computers? She what downloaded a bunch of Adobe plugins. In June, she claims in court documents Saleh opposed proposed marriage, telling her she would have to start wearing a veil and be subservient to him. When Alethi rejected the sheikh's proposal, she alleges, he suggested they have a temporary marriage or a muta so they could have sex without committing a sin. I love that. Uh-huh. I, that's cool that that exists. I know what. I love this. That's a horny ass loophole, but go on. Yeah, no. I'm, I mean, listen, I get it though. <laughs> Alethi attempted to reconcile with El Hajj and in August went to the mosque where Saleh lives to beg him to stop the newspaper stories. He told her she would be exposed next in the press, according to court papers. In order to prevent her name from being spe- smeared, she said, she ran into his bedroom, grabbed two laptops, and threw them into the sink. Saleh responded by beating her up, she claims in court oh, papers. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's a, that's a dark story. According to Alethi's <laughs> court claims, the sheikh sent her an email describing her, quote, a tra- as a trashy and lustful woman, a weeping and cursed Jewish woman. Yep. Jesus. I don't know. I just like the wacky headline. I didn't know the story <laughs> was going to get all crazy. Wait, was she was she Jewish or was is he using yeah. it as a slur? I mean, I she assume, was on a Muslim dating site, yeah, so I'm right. guessing that she was not. And then he was, she was gonna, yeah, assumedly start, you know, dressing in Muslim garb and being his wife. And they keep calling him a sheik. Like, is he actually a sheik? Is yeah, that part the, real? Yeah, he's the, an imam. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know the difference between imam and a sheik. Uh, he's, yeah. Who goes by the name Sheikh Saleh? Okay, so Sheikh Saleh. Sorry. Cool I don't name. know if that's just a name or an actual title. But, I don't uh, know either, dog. But, you know, if there's one thing I know, that the New York Post definitely uh, is putting this out for totally normal, non-Islamophobic <laughs> reasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, there there's one of those stories that is just for uh, the rest of the, you know, American public to be like, these Muslims. I know. <laughs> that was so messy. Yeah. it's And it's so specific. It's like just like such a specific story about the people it's not bad enough to warrant a headline or at all, a, at that's all. like something that a, you would overhear someone telling someone at on your their lunch break right exactly yeah yeah <laughs> about oh, a friend. my friend went on this yeah but it's new york post they're like we got any uh anti-muslim pitches oh i got one i know this chick who's you know Beat the New up. York Post stories that you should read while you're stirring your coffee. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, but that I feel like we're properly caught up, and that has been the back in the day machine. Okay, now we know what happened at the time this episode came out, so we can understand it. <laughs> uh, 
Before we go on, this week's Balmer B story is, uh, listen, I had strep throat. It's not good. And it's also based on a specific song by the Gorillaz called Stylo. I don't know if anyone knows it. I thought it, people knew it, but probably not. Anyways, here's a little little cut of it. And you can listen to the whole thing at the end of the episode. Anyways, <laughs> listen, I do these for If I me. knew the original song, I'd probably really enjoy that more. But. I know. It's just like, I know that song because I know that album very well. I really enjoy the Gorillas. is the thing, guys. Yeah. yeah. I, always, I wanted to do one for a while. They're pretty good for cartoons. They're a really good cartoon band. Really good <laughs> cartoon band. You can listen to the whole rest of that episode. At the uh, whole rest of that song at the end of the episode. <clears throat> but now it's time to talk about the wire. Wires. What happened in the episode about the wire? Okay. You start him off singing. He just can't stop. It's I know. <laughs> I've got like brain fog too. I'm just like, oh, I don't think I'm getting mm. enough oxygen. <laughs> Let's talk about wires. All right, uh, a lot of things happen in this episode. It really, you know, we had uh, Freeman is now um, involved in creating this fake serial killer, and he's got great ideas, like uh, let's go find some teeth and bite homeless people to death. Um, well, they're already dead. Uh, and then, you know, Prop Joe is uh, helping out Marlo. I mean, mm. he's been helping him this whole yeah. season. It'll work out really well, I bet. Yeah. He's like, hey, here's how to wash your money. And also, you know, here's the fucking, you know, where to put your money in the Bahamas. And also, uh, you know, he does a bunch of stuff for him. Uh, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Here's Levy. Here's, yeah. here's the drug lawyer. And then, you know, that does not turn out well for Prop Joe. He gets all of his, you know, gets all of his information taken, and then he gets gadded. Um, yeah, a lot of things happen. Vince, what did you think of this episode? Um, yeah, I, I, I would describe this as one of the all-time bummer episodes of The Wire. You know, mm. you got you got Prop Joe dies at the end. McNulty and Beatty, like it's basically over. Uh, Freeman seems to be going uh, off the deep end along with McNulty and. <laughs> You know, there's a, a growing sense that uh, some things are about to get worse in the mayor's office and in the police department. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's a it's it's a transitional episode. It's not my favorite of the season. There's a couple scenes I really like. Um, overall, I found that like you know, I usually appreciate that the wire doesn't bother explaining everything but this one i found like especially uh obtuse like there was mm. like a, a couple like key plot points where i'm like i don't really understand what's happening but oh, uh, i know yeah. they're going somewhere good so i forgive it yeah katrina what do you think of this episode i was also saddened by it but uh. also the sad parts did even to speak to what vince was saying about things going 
in a bad direction i was like oh i want to watch to see marlo get his now because i'm mad yeah so yeah. like as a transitional episode it was uh it worked to want me to watch the next one because i was just like what the fuck and yeah. as we all know about the wire the bad people always get theirs and the good people always that's get, the thing always triumph you know it, it's a it's one of those happy ending shows <laughs> where uh-huh. it's I've, like something shit might happen though like he yeah. might you know lose a kneecap or something right yeah, yeah. Certainly, justice will be served. It's a show about cops. <laughs> Even if it's at the hands of an innocent that he loves. That's That right. seems to be really what happens is like nothing yeah. will happen to that person, but that person will get to watch someone they love die. Yeah. <laughs> Who that's, hasn't done anything yeah. wrong. Yeah. It's Which is, you know, justice, you know, that's the best kind of justice you can get. You know, one that causes more trauma. And... Yes. The death of an innocent. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, I agree with you guys. This was for me. Uh, kind Kind of, uh, yeah, a transition episode is the name of the episode, but it also, it did feel like setting up some some stuff. It also, this season is the shortest season of The Wire, and I feel like there's points in this episode in particular where they were like speeding things up to a degree that is um, uncommon for this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This this show usually takes a long time for anything to happen. There's a lot of setup, but we're like, you know, four episodes in uh, and Freeman is already like, yeah, let's get some dentures and bite some corpses. Oh like, my gosh. And yeah. that scene where Bunk is just like, are you fucking kidding me like so good so expecting him to be the voice of reason he's like okay so i guess i'm the only sane person left in this precinct that isn't just like right openly dying from eating ramen every day like it's just like he is the only person that cares and then everyone else is like oblivious and slowly dying of heart disease yes 100 percent. i will defend the the big uh the big narrative swing that they take in this plot uh, device of like inventing a serial killer because I think like this was less uh, less believable when the wire came out, but like if you read the book We Own This City, like they mm-hmm. were doing way crazier oh, yes. and more blatantly corrupt shit than, than inventing a serial killer. There was dudes that were making like fifty grand a month in overtime and shit, like uh, wild yeah. wild shit, and that was while they were like just robbing uh, drug dealers. But uh, drug you know, dealers I get and it. civilians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it in like the fictional world of the wire like this was definitely like they're stepping it up stepping it up a notch for how real and here's the thing even what you just said if Mm. they would have showed them consistently like shield style shaking down people and like taking thousands of dollars off the top that is to me way more believable than him going back and like creating evidence and stuff this is like crazy It's, it's kind of funny because it's like in in order to like ground it in our fictional idea of what like the Baltimore cops were like, they had to like take greater liberties than if they showed us like like it would have been an even bigger bridge to show us like the real things that that uh yeah you know that one guy's drug crew were doing in We Own the City um yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, again, yes, I also will, I I allow it to be a TV show. I allow it to, uh, you know, be like, we're going to do something very fictional in this, um, you know, and it's probably not 
the most insane thing if you are someone who has been reporting on the baltimore police department for you know decades or whatever like you're probably like no nah, they got into some weird it's shit. definitely is- like too clever by half like he's playing yeah. a bit of a long game that you didn't really need to do right but i i think with this episode in particular what where i saw it is like the 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 problem being how quickly they've convinced everyone to go along with this, including um, they almost kind of make a joke about it at one point when um, Daniels and Freeman are, um, they're trying to find bodies, um, you know, and they have a police friend, um, Freeman does from the old days. Like Um, they don't have enough to do. Now they're going to go sniffing around (laughs) for fresh bodies that match a particular characteristic. Yes. Oh my gosh. And and not just that, but also involve more people in this insane plot. And he's got extra paperwork now because of this. We meet we meet Lester's old uh, partner from Patrol, who apparently uh, calls him Socks, which uh, is a fun little detail. Like I love that his nickname is Socks. Like you can sort of little kitty cat. Yeah, you can invent like a backstory of like. Is he like a cat or did he wear, is he, he seems like a guy who would wear like cool socks and that would yeah. be his trademark too. Like I could see that. There's so he many. He seems like he would change only his socks because he's black <laughs> out all the time. So I could see him being like, you wore that shirt three days in a row, but your yeah, socks yeah. look amazing. Yeah, no, no, this, was, this was Freeman. McNulty. This was, oh, this was Freeman's okay. nickname. Yeah. McNulty is, oh. uh, is bushy top. Oh, that's right. Freeman was socks. And that's yeah. why I got them switched, you see. Why I would assume yeah. that he may be called Bushy Top and he might yes. be socks. Yes. <laughs> but, like, uh, I could see, I mean, if it was McNulty, you'd be like, oh, socks, because he's like a Tomcat. Whereas Freeman, I could see, like, no, he just, he has a thing for expensive socks. I, we don't really uh, Let's ask be honest. Him about Freeman is called socks because he definitely has gone through a female detective's, like, sock drawer and smelled it. Uh, let's mm. just be real. He has a sensual, <laughs> sexual vibe yeah. to him. You know, yeah. he's not into regular stuff. Like he's Before kind of a Matt pervert, br- but he's like enough of a daddy that you kind of just like let it go. Right. He's like, oh, he's old school pervert. But he's like, I don't sniff pain. He's like some kind of animal. Yeah. I like socks. I like so yeah. I sniff socks and I uh, collect p- uh, pictures of slender hands. You yeah. know, like <laughs> that's. I'm not into panties. I like feet like Jesus, you know? Yes, like, like exactly. He yeah. does look like he would look at hand model pictures right? to smooth jazz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. like, is he jerking off? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know what this is. You see that ring finger right there? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Perfect proportions. He does seem like <laughs> classy. You're right. Um, but uh, with with uh, Freeman's old like beat cop buddy, um, like it's almost like they make a little bit of a joke about how fast people are just like okay, like getting into this. Well, this guy's checked plot. out. This guy is a real estate agent. He doesn't give a fuck about the police. True, police but it's, shit. Like he's already a, been fucked over by the cops. He's like, whatever you do, yeah. Just if you write the port report and don't cause me extra work, I don't give a shit. I just don't want to know what it is. Yeah, but I I I love the scene together, and I have a clip of that. Hey, I'm on my lunch break. Excuse me, officer. Is this the on-ramp to 95? <laughs> so this isn't a social call. I wish it were. Well, get on with it. I got a busy day tomorrow. I need my rest. Well, get on with it, mother... Oscar, we're in need of a body. Male, homeless, little or no decom. We need to get to it before anybody else gets a look-see. You want to open an H5? How do I reach it? All right, all right. You, you want to know why? <laughs> I just, McNulty's entire, like, what, 
You're not even gonna. Don't you want to know about my cool plan? Yeah, I got a really yeah. good plan. I, I yeah. thought like three levels ahead. You I, don't want to I know? really wanted to tell you about it. Be- I was excited, in fact. This is what drives me as a person. Is the <laughs> yeah, thing is telling people how smart I am. I want someone to say, "Cool, you're smart." <laughs> yeah. Instead, it's eleven p.m. It's eleven p.m. in this scene. Yeah. He is blackout. Yeah. <laughs> he does not know. Yeah. Who he's even talking to yeah. in that scene? He's like, "All right, you want me to?" Call Call you as soon as a homeless guy dies. All right, I'm gonna go back to sleep now. Yeah, yeah. that's all you wanted. All right, bye. Oh, I thought you were gonna ask me something weird. This could have been a text. He just like rolls back over. Yeah. <laughs> this could have been a text. What the fuck? I thought I was gonna have to rob a lady's house that you assaulted. This is easy. Yeah, this is way better than the shit you asked me to do before. Um, but yeah, like it's it's you know it's a little bit insane. The the kind of like um omerta i guess i don't know the way that people mm-hmm. the, the cops you know like freeman's just going excuse, along with it his friend. that's that's our word you're not i'm sorry to, i'm yeah, sorry yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i can't mm-hmm. i can't use italian mm-hmm. um whatever the uh omerta version for cops is um there are no italian cops except for in in and with Caluccio. cops with 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 cop it's Caliccio. Fuck. Uh, with cops, it's Omerta with an apostrophe because they're Irish. It's O. That's Omerta. O-merta. That's very good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Um, but yes, uh, Caliccio. Yes, um, we've had this discussion on the show before. I can't pronounce uh, it. It's spelled like Tom Caliccio from from cop from Top Chef, and in this episode, uh, he pronounces it himself as Caliccio, uh, <sighs> which is. Uh, incorrect pronunciation, but as we know from me calling myself Mancini, uh, we Italians sometimes anglicize the pronunciation yeah. of our last name to make it easier for yeah, people. Yeah, his name actually uh. should be Vincenzo Pastafaggio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you are supposed to pronounce it. You put a little Portuguese on that, but I, I did I? It. Yeah, Pastafaggio. Yeah, that's true. Pastafaggio. Pastafaggio. Uh, <laughs> I love Portuguese. Have I mentioned before that I think Portuguese just sounds like a, a deaf uh, French guy trying to speak Spanish? Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. said that. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's true, though. It's true. They only know the vowels. Me Sorry. Oh, God. I'm in trouble. Um, but we're going to talk about Caliccio. Come on. What, are we going to offend the Portuguese? They're not smart enough to listen That's to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, you know what's crazy is portugal is still around <laughs> like what are it's you guys cool. doing it's cool they how get, are they doing they're doing i don't even good. know everybody, they got, I, I know they like soccer yeah they're making my, stews my favorite uh stews. one of my favorite musicians from baltimore panda bear uh he lives there now with his uh model portuguese wife Huh. These are good, these are things I know about Portugal. Good for him. Um, so yeah, Calicio. He uh, is uh, he's got his own little arc in this episode uh, that mixes in with the it's the Hurricane Carve arc. And it's you know what I like about this character. Mm-hmm. I feel like it started with that haircut, and they were like, "All right, how can we design yeah. a character to fit this haircut?" And then they just made him. Like <laughs> Do you think this... they started there first? <laughs> yeah, they had the haircut first, and everything else just sort of grew out of that. It's interesting because he kind of has like the proto like alt-right fascist haircut before that was even a thing, Um, you know, and uh, hey, you know, the wire ahead of the times fashion wise Mm -hmm. and fascist wise. Um, But there's a great uh, cold open in this episode and I have a clip of it in which uh, Kennard plays a prank 
on uh, Calicchio, and um, then Calicchio loses his mind. Canard and creates a canard, oh, which is the crazy. That's very one. good. Mm -hmm. What are we invisible? Oh yeah. No, just fuck me with him, man. Hands on the wall, fuckers. I'm sorry. Hands on the wall, fuckers. I... <laughs> hey, fuckers. He's just it's not like even... clearly does not work no. in a precinct near where he lives. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Of course. It's like hitting kids. All right. Here we go. What the fuck? <laughs> we need to block every lane here. Hey, shut it down. Some police operation here. Let's get back to your post. Let's back these vehicles up. Excuse me, officer. I'm not telling you again. Tony, calm down. Officer, if you could just move your car forward just a little bit, I'm going to get right down the road. He's so mad. I love it so much. It's just like it, it, that scene is so perfect because he just gets he gets so easily played by uh you know the corner boys and he he just has his pride hurt so bad that he's just like um i gotta brutalize someone who's like my yeah. size yeah <laughs> well because also my whole the whole time that scene was happening i was just thinking he's getting shit on everyone i know he's touching <laughs> like he, people he like get intentionally wipes it on that child yeah <laughs> Yeah. And then wipe shit on a child. And then, like, everything through that whole ordeal is just like, yeah, but he still probably smells a little bit like shit right now. 100%. Like, yeah. yeah. And then he's fighting, you know, with this total stranger. And he's probably getting doo doo on him, too. Who ends up being a teacher. Yeah. That's right. He ends like, up. Like, they're like, bad news. He's actually not someone that we can blame. Right. To, like, make look bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're like, we bad found news. the one guy without a warrant in this neighborhood. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, turns out. You beat up a uh, citizen who people like. Yeah. And he's just like, well, come on. <laughs> I saw a black guy in a car. What he am says, I supposed to do? He says something like they should be arrested for honking at cops or something yeah. like that. He like He's like, he yeah. should be in trouble, not me. And it's like, you're insane because now you're not even like dog shit in your hand in the heat of the moment right. mad and you're still saying dumb shit yeah you're still mad yeah. you're still yeah. sitting there mad and it's also it it's yeah. also still a thing where cops will be doing something that is really like of no use to anyone, but they're blocking like three lanes of traffic and causing like a giant traffic. <laughs> so true. Jam. How, I mean, how often have you been there where you're like, Hey cop, could you pull over like six inches further to the right? So you don't block like an entire fucking city's worth of traffic. Um, but uh, Vince, have you considered fuck you shitbird? You deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but yes, uh, it turns out he was a citizen. Uh, the guy who he brutalized for no reason and um, and Carve at first is trying to like give him an out he's doing the, the normal cop thing of mm -hmm. like just uh, you know like get your story straight we're gonna write on this blah 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 and uh, uh, Calicchio just you know decides he's gonna hold on to his anger and then Carve decides he is going to rat he's gonna rat on Calicio, he's not going to back him. And they have this, uh, it ends with this great conversation between Herc and Carr, mm -hmm. um, in which, uh, you know, Carve, it, it becomes clear he's finally learned something. <laughs> After years of being one of the worst cops, <laughs> uh, he's learned that, like, <laughs> sometimes 
you have to be good cop. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have a, a clip of that as well. Told you hurt. But when I gave you that kid to debrief last year, you were supposed to get him to bunk Moreland. You remember that? Yeah. So what? So it mattered. So what the fuck does this have to do with Caliccio? It all matters. So you got to do Caliccio, huh? Guess you think they had to do me. Yeah, probably. These guys are going to talk shit about you for a while. But fuck them, Carve. You do what needs done. Hell yeah. I love I that scene so much. It made me cry. I love it. Friends. Th that was another reason I thought y'all picked this one for me on purpose because last time they were brutalizing a teen together. Oh. <laughs> and then and then they played pool with him yes. and like could have been his foster dad, but he got sent off and then probably died. But yeah, um, yeah. no, that yeah. was Bodie. He he had that was what escaping. he was refer referencing. Yeah, um, oh my God. I mean, yeah. perfect. Like I know that that's the kind of thing that doesn't happen in real life that op often, but it is like the reason that we sort of read fiction and write it. Right. It's like creating this um, this aspirational universe where you can uh, take a knucklehead and just like say the right words to him and, uh, and give him and the right experience it. and he gets yeah. it and he comes yep. around and he becomes good. And you're like, Oh yeah. yeah. Even him being like, yeah, happen. I was a piece of shit. There was probably no other way to stop me. Good yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I was horrible. <laughs> I, I think yeah. one of the reasons why he also is... both of their heads are so moisturized and shiny, and they look. Great they have both. Shiny. They both have chrome domes. They're mm -hmm. just like what's wrong. That's why they're friends. That's why yeah. they're friends. <laughs> they probably rub them together. <laughs> That's their wonder twin powers. <laughs> Do you ever go to a rave and you see the guys they have the those like balls, those marbles, and they just you know, they, they put mm -hmm. it in their hand and they flip it? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Those that's what that's what their heads are like. Um but uh, what I think also uh, what like uh, it is fiction, but it also is tethered to the reality that like Herc is like you're right. I probably deserve to get fired. Also, I'm in a much better position because you guys are all not making any money uh, and everything sucks for you. And I'm just, you know, fucking living uh, my best life working for uh, the drug lawyer Levy. And so like part of him is just like, you know, it actually worked out well. I'm glad I, I'm glad I got done. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a great scene uh, between uh, Herc and um and Marlo, actually, uh, and it ends with another the, good scene of people kind of being friends. Like when yeah, when people, when characters, when they, when they're I friends. I like when characters are friends. It's so good when yeah. characters are friends. I like when people who should not be friends are friends, and I'm just like, just be friends forever. Um, but uh, what I enjoy about this is, well, I enjoy the exchange between Marlo and Herc. But also Herc and Prop Joe, except for the very end. And I will ask you a question once I play the clip. You're looking prosperous. I give uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, prosperous Joe. <laughs> I love it. Sky Phil. Joseph tells me good things about you. Hey, you ever find that camera? Cost me the job. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing in his face. Corcetti finally dumps Burrell. Irving was a year before me at Dunbar. Oh, shit. He was in the Glee Club. You're killing me. I gotta ask. Stone stupid. 
<laughs> Can you explain that to me? What What is he talking about there? He's saying he was a dumb guy. He's dumb as a rock. They yeah. went to school together. Right, right. He said, "I'm. Uh, uh, it's killing me. I gotta ask." And I, I just like I was. I was having trouble putting together. Well, I think he Herc was just being like, like, you have like, to tell to me ask, what he was is like. He, is he smart? Yeah. I think he just meant at like at all what he what is he like? Maybe. Oh, okay, yeah, And then yeah, he's yeah. like stone stupid. He's like, okay. oh great, he's an idiot. Oh, okay, <laughs> that that it makes sense. I just I just wasn't sure if I was missing something there. Um, yeah, I like um, prop Joe because he has real Baltimore use. Oh That's yeah, one of another he's, one of my notes. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's. I mean, he's a, a Robert Chu, real ass Baltimorean, Chew. and you can R.I.P. tell. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I also, I mean, that's just a, such a great compliment to when you see a fat guy that you haven't seen in a while. You're like, oh, you're looking, <laughs> you're prosperous. looking prosperous. It's like a nice way to say like, oh, you're fat as fuck. That, that is. <laughs> that's like beautiful. a compliment for a king. Yeah, like back yeah exactly. Good to be fat. And you're like, look at you. You're eating well. Yeah. I love the idea that like the fatter the king, like in olden times, the more yeah. you're like, damn, that guy's doing great. Yeah. yeah. You see a guy who has, who has the gout and just like is, is red from alcohol use. And you're like, well, you you are looking stout he's and ready. missing a leg because yes. he eats too much sugar and has yeah. diabetes and he's like Look god how- damn that guy's crushing his it. country <laughs> is doing very well yeah <laughs> he's just wheezing into his crown <laughs> he's just like fucking hey dude we gotta move to france look at the king if he's eating that good oh shit brent flyberg producer yeah, hey, I'm eating good, and uh, if we want to continue eating good, we need to stop for an ad break to get some Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> nice, Brent. He's right. It is time for you to consider advertisements in order for us to get food in our bellies. So please, stick around, and we will be right back. Hey, Vince. Hey, Matt. As you know, Vince, I love old internet memes. Remember the early internet's obsession with Chuck Norris jokes? I do remember that. Here's one. When Chuck Norris went to college, he told his father, now you're the man of the house. <laughs> why Why do you bring this up? Well, I was thinking about those old memes, and I started thinking, I wonder what Chuck Norris is doing right now. What has he been up to? You know, I actually know the answer to that, Matt. Yeah, I recently saw a health video he made, and I was surprised. He's in his 80s. And he still seems to have energy and health. You know, I saw the very same video, Vince, and in it he says he's even stronger, has more stamina, and plenty of energy left over for his grandkids since making one simple health change that helps his digestion and nutrition. That's almost too powerful to contemplate, but yes. uh, it's true. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s. Uh, his wife made the same change, and she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger and has energy all day. Uh, I am way younger than them, and I have energy for about two hours a day. Uh, And the problem is, you know, that many of us do not include fruits and vegetables and other herbs that increase health and energy in our own diets. Chuck Norris made a special video that explains how he incorporated these things with one simple product. I love special videos, and you can watch it too by going to mymorningkick.com slash podyourself, and it may change your approach to your own health. Once again, that's M-Y-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-K-I-C-K.com slash podyourself, mymorningkick.com slash podyourself. Go there now and watch this very special Chuck Norris video. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we are back. Okay. There was a, there was mm. a new picture of Kim Jong-un that, they, that the North Korean news agency put out today where he's just like inspecting a wall of barrels but he has he has these pant legs that are like double Janko level like, nice. he has the, like it looks like he's wearing two dresses on on both legs because i there's been rumors that he like has the gout mm. and uh i don't know it's just like you read you have to read so much into the pictures because they don't give you much otherwise but he's wearing these incredibly billowy pant legs and he's, he's wearing you know, of a course, wide leg palazzo <laughs> yeah and he's standing in front of uh, like a, a bank of, of generals and of course they all have like pretty wide uh loose pant legs too because yeah just but you know who's on top because like, whoever has the widest pants <laughs> is the one who, <laughs> well, who rules well that, the kingdom and they're like all right well the the king has the gout and he's wearing very wide pant legs to uh cover his gout so we all have to pretend that 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 is just the style that yeah, we do now. Yeah, like he's been eating so many chicken livers that it's like gauchos <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Wait, it's, it's, I'm I'm now looking at the pants, and oh my god, are it's incredible, incredibly billowy and wide and wide. Why just, like pants are having a moment? Hold on. I'm glad that you know what because like there's like a whole like series of photos of me in seventh grade. That, you know, I'd, I'd rather keep hidden because of my wide pant legs. But now, maybe if it comes back, dude, I'm, I'm putting that out there. I'm going to start showing people me as a kid being cool as fuck with pants so big you could hide a skateboard in there. <laughs> so that you could sneak a skateboard on campus. Yeah. Uh, you could hide an Arizona iced tea in there mm-hmm, and a skateboard. Mm-hmm. You could hide another pair of pants. Stop. These he looks so good. He looks great. He looks Nick, great. This is a fit. Like yeah. if Pharrell wore this, no one would bat an eye. Right. No one say like, shit that's about how it. Wide they are. Yeah. They're like definitely a statement. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, so prop Joe, sort of the King Jong un of the east side of Baltimore. Um, but he's not as smart as Kim Jong un, because if he was smart, you know, he would easily decide to kill one of his relatives because his relative is clearly showing signs of being a big betrayer but he doesn't um you see the first scene with prop joe he is uh getting like a memorial wreath for um uh for butchie who was murdered by um chris and snoop in the previous episode and he's like doing it because he wants to like i think he wants to like give a message to omar like mm-hmm. yeah like, just hey, so I like you know, this guy yeah i loved him and uh i i was not involved yep this wasn't me it was not me because he's worried rightfully so that omar mm-hmm. is going to uh come after him and murder him mm-hmm. um and he says in the scene with uh, Slim Charles, like, I'm not going to go after my nephew, not after, you know, not with just like rumors and, you know, like he has no evidence. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. go, uh, you know, go after him. Meanwhile, it's just so fucking clear 
that Cheese is not to be trusted. And Cheese has some of my favorite parts in this episode. <laughs> this is a this is a heavy Cheese episode, and I I I love it. Number one, him at the co-op talking shit with the hungry man. And oh my gosh, yeah. Yes. He really took that feud from like zero to a thousand. I right know. Away. I thought they just didn't like each other. I didn't know he like actually wanted to torture and murder the guy. Right. It was it was a it was definitely zero to a thousand, but uh, you know, it, it made for some good lines, and I have uh, clips of those. Junior here took it upon himself to make unlawful incursions into county territory that was marked for my people. Incursions? Ain't you the articulate motherfucker? Keep on talking, boy. You're going to get spanked. Like you got the heart. Motherfucker pissed like a bitch. All right, shut it down. <laughs> Last I looked, you wasn't no charter member. This CIA shit off the hook. Oh, um, I ain't done nothing lately to piss you off, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, already shit itself, and we ain't even get started yet. He's funky, yo. It's a gift from Marlo. Yo, hungry man. <laughs> so, um, a few things. I love female little bow wow. Also, yeah, yeah. the girl <laughs> soldier. No one's is my favorite. Yeah, she's she, heartless. Snoop and also, is, I Method Man is a babe, so I'm also glad that he had tons of FaceTime in this episode. Yes, he is. He is. Uh, he's a beautiful, beautiful man, uh, and and very funny uh, in this series. But I I particularly love he pissed like a bitch. Mm-hmm. I. Okay, and that's one that I would have a question for because I was like, was that like an old man prostate dig? Like, what does <laughs> that know. mean? Does I that mean know. that he sits down? He means like, he sits down to pee. Oh, okay, okay. And I have to, <laughs> I have to just ask Vince. Hmm. Do you piss like a bitch? No, I pee standing up. I pee outside like a free, like a real free man. I'm gonna be a hundred percent real and vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. 50-50, I piss like a bitch. <laughs> I I find it it's more comfortable. Um, I enjoy. I don't see why it wouldn't be. It, it's you're literally no. sitting down. It's right. so nice. Wait, what's wrong with pissing like a bitch, Vince? <laughs> I've never understood this. I've I've for years and years I've watched people go to urinals and stand there and just like have their dicks out next to other men. By the way, um. Mm, a little suspect am i right <laughs> homophobic joke but also it's just like but you could sit down and just Why like you, relax yeah, but that's the whole point of having a penis you can just like bitches relax apparently the point of a penis is is what so you can stand and piss on a tree like an animal yeah exactly it's great the convenience like anytime i can't find a bathroom i understand not pissing like a bitch but if you're in a bathroom i don't know why you wouldn't want to like take a load off and piss like a bitch put your feet up well that's what i was thinking also is it that like some people can't piss like a bitch because their dick is so big Mm. oh i never Mm. thought about that like i was trying because i didn't totally understand why he was saying it so i was like is this like a manhood i knew it was a manhood thing but i didn't know I feel I felt exactly like for, for cheese it was an old guy joke. It was yes, like your your okay. prostate or something. Um, right. I just maybe, feel like it's a good all purpose. No, it works. That you're yeah, yes. you're maybe reading too much into it. Like there's some insults that just sort of work even if they don't like apply 
that right. specifically just, to the person. It's, it's a mouthfeel thing too. It's like yeah. when uh, when she's called uh, someone cottage cheese chest ass motherfucker. Like I I think I understand what he's saying, but for the most part, I think it's just great to call someone a cottage cheese chest. It's ass absolutely one of those things that if someone yelled it on a bus, even if you were like, "What's wrong with kiss pissing like a bitch?" It doesn't yeah. matter. Everyone's already laughing. Everyone's yeah, laughing. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It just sounds. It's like I don't even need to know what you mean to not, to. <laughs> think it's funny yeah um but if we're if we're getting into it it's more comfortable and listen I, I, the the worst part of it is sometimes depending on the water level I, like I, i'm my my dick doesn't fall in but my balls sometimes do and so sometimes <laughs> i get a, 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 you wake up and you get a wet ball <laughs> anyway you just got really was already vehemently not on board for sitting down, and now you're telling him about yeah. how you teabagged the toilet water, and he's like, it. I don't need uh, Listen, yeah. it's that's <laughs> the worst part, but I, I don't think, Vince, you, I don't think you have. I'm famous. Like, they call me Long Ball Leap. Everyone knows I got long balls, no, but I don't, I don't know. I don't I know. Long if, balls. You have long balls too? They've never touched the water though, so I don't oh, know. Okay. Maybe so they're not that long. You don't even know what long is. <laughs> yeah. You thought Apparently. you had long you balls. You thought you had long balls. They're probably just nice compact in there like a bulldog's, but mine fucking <laughs> hanging <laughs> shit hanging like a ripe fruit ready to be eaten. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving oh on, uh, yeah, Hungry Man is, I think, about to get uh, tortured, murdered. That's too bad. Um, meanwhile, Marlo's going throughout this episode and, you know, like, once again, just like talking to the Greeks and, you know, finally gets to talk to the Greek who, you know, has a whole scene with him where he's explains, you know, just take my money. And they're like, fine. I'm not really sure what's going on in that whole scene. Um, I don't understand uh, what, like, if the Greek is like, ooh, he's not Prop Joe. This is good. Now we can get rid of Prop Joe. Like, yeah, I, that, seems that's, weird that's the to scene me. that I don't understand. Like, the, the <laughs> whole insurance conversation, like, I don't really get it. Yeah. No, I don't I don't really understand it either. I, again, this episode did feel like they only had 10 this season. And because of that, they had to like cut some corners, like things kind of happen. Like we just kind of have to take Marlo's word when at the end he's like, when Prop Joe says, but my supply. And he said, they're cool with it. The Greeks are cool with it. We just have to take his word that that's what that conversation meant. But it didn't feel that way. Yeah. It felt like they were just trying to get him out. Like, okay, yeah. we'll take your money. But we're Right. Not... But he thinks he's in now. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and as far as I remember, that that kind of just ends up being the thing. Um, I don't understand uh, what led to uh, the Greeks being cool enough with that that i i, I don't know yeah, i don't know it, it felt like a i mean everything feels like it's skipping one step even yes. even when you said like the stone stupid line it felt like they were skipping like one step uh, and I, that one i got but the insurance one i was sort of scratching my head over yeah but um you know it's uh all to say that at this point marlo's lined up all of the pieces that he's gonna need to not need prop joe anymore mm -hmm. um and yeah. uh that's why, you know, at the end of the episode, he is finally able to kill Prop Joe, which is a very sad ending, um, but also, like, cements my... Uh, 
ha- my hatred of Marlo, but my love of Jamie Hector, the actor, mm-hmm. because like this character for me goes down as one of the scariest villains mm-hmm. um, in any TV show. Like Marlo is just such a frightening type of person because he's yeah. so cold mm-hmm. and he's so heartless. And, um, and like even in his way of just like sleep now, <laughs> like, yeah. I know, yeah. yeah like nobody has killed anyone and been like you're saying so. Like I want to sit here and watch it happen and have you know I facilitated this, but like not at all. Yeah, it's so yeah. puppet mastery. Yeah, yeah, and he's like you know he's t- he's giving him the the sort of the, the villain thing where he like you know, explains himself before he murders the person. Yeah, but, it's like James Bond on yes. the like table with the circular saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like taking up time. But but in this case, uh, you know, without the uh the Deus Ex Machina ending where he prop Joe somehow is able to lightning fast like <laughs> hit Chris Partlow with his cane <laughs> and run away. No, yeah, I don't he... think Prop Joe's done anything lightning fast in years. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's too prosperous. He's too prosperous to move that fast. Yeah, but I have a I have a clip of this thing. Oh, you ain't come to see me off, my nephew. Boy, it was always a disappointment. <laughs> Proposition then. Also, I'm sorry, but I I, lo- I really do love ending, you know, your last scene. You're like, I'm just going to do my, I'm going to yeah. do my catchphrase one more gotta time. Got to go, got to go out doing your catchphrase. <laughs> got to do my catchphrase. I'm Prop Joe. I can't leave this earth without giving one more proposition. <laughs> just step out the way. You never hear from me again. I'll just disappear. Joe. You'd be up in a mischief in no time. Truth is, you won't be able to change up any more than me. Close your eyes. It won't hurt none. There, there now. Joe, relax. Breathe easy. No! That sucks. It makes it's, me so sad. It's very sad. Uh, and it's so fucking cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just so good at it. Like, I really, I like, I want to watch Bosch now because <laughs> Jamie Hector is in Bosch and he oh, plays. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Is it oh. Bosch or is it Reacher? He's in some weird Amazon Prime show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and apparently he is, plays like a nice guy detective. And. Uh. I, and I'm like, I want to like, see I that. I need to see this person not be I, awful. I know. I want to see him be nice. Because <laughs> he's so scary. It's so sad. Well, and even like you said, everything we've seen this episode and last where he's like mm-hmm. gone to visit his money. Like, I wonder even looking back, I don't think at that point, Prop Joe thought any of that was going to come back to bite him. No, definitely Showing not. him, yeah, how to like get his. But even when he says... My nephew was always a disappointment. Is that him confirming that, like, his nephew is the reason he's about to die? Okay. Yes. Uh, I mean, I feel like Prop Joe is an echo of Stringer in that he and and D'Angelo Barksdale were 
he sort of has this fantasy that the drug game could operate like a a normal business, business. and yeah, and uh, it does operate like a normal business, but not in the way that he thinks, which is that everyone does what they can get away with and right. cuts corners when they need to. He's thinking it's going to be. You know, some handshake thing, and right. they can be he nice to each other. Going to be that barbaric all the time. Yes, like yes. It yeah. He thinks it's. He thinks like the 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 hand of the market is nice, and it and it uh, it guides people to be better friends, and it uh, does not work <laughs> like that. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't. And you know, I think uh, part of that confidence comes from uh, him. He's lasted this long, you know. Yeah, like he's mm-hmm. he figures what's uh you know Marlowe's just another iteration of you know a bunch of other young uh crown wearing punks from before Mm -hmm. you know like and so i think for him he for some reason as sharp as he is throughout the whole series he doesn't see what marlo is doing clearly like me what i think any viewer watching it was like you see what Marlo's doing yeah, here, right? It's like, yeah, it's like, do you think he just underestimated everyone because he had so much belief in, like, the meeting at the Ramada Ballroom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so, actually. I mean, I think he, uh-huh. he thought his knowledge was going to save him somehow. Like, mm-hmm. his, like being so smart about the game was going to make it, like, somehow made him... It's like, honey, you know, no. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I think also, you know, he the one thing he didn't count on was being betrayed by his own blood. And I think that, I mean, because that, I think, is a huge reason. I mean, that's why he got killed at the end there. He, yeah. he got set up by cheese. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it just like throughout this season, you're watching Marlo be like, hey, how do I um, do everything that you're doing? No <laughs> yeah. reason. <laughs> <laughs> Say for sake of argument, if I wanted to cut you out of this deal, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, would yeah, I do? Yeah, yeah. What what is everything that you do so I can do it and then not need you? But you'll just be around. Just out of curiosity. <laughs> just out of curiosity. We were just uh, like spitballing the other night. And we were brainstorming about some stuff. Um, yeah, we're yeah. sitting around. We were at a different Ramada, and we're just <laughs> thinking about you know what the next steps are. But he's like he's doing you know I think Marlo's not even doing that good of a job of not seeming like a sociopathic person no. who's like trying to like just suck up all the information he can like they should all be afraid of how little he talks and blinks at yes, those meetings exactly like, everyone look out for that guy yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's the most obvious sociopath um, it's like a bunch of old heads like everybody get your prostate checked and then look out for marlo <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. of you that's the to-do list for this week yeah shut the fuck up yeah. Uh but um yeah, so uh, that's it for Prop Joe. Goodbye, buddy. We love you. Um and uh yeah, so the rest of uh the story. Oh, the Sun Papers. We gotta talk about what happens yes, at the Baltimore Sun. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's right. So Scott Templeton is getting his clips together. He wants to leave. He's looking for, you know, brighter pastures. Everyone's getting bought out. Everything sucks. A little weasel. You can just see his little his eager little fucking him. weasel face. Thank uh, you. I do yeah. not like him. <laughs> yes. He is uh a little weaselly ass lying punk ass bitch uh straight even even this storyline like we see him i mean this one is easier to understand but it also feels like it's very fast forward like you see him go Mm. in there and it's you know it's sort of low-key like a job interview but the guy kind of just is like 
hey yeah cool clips not for us uh good to meet you see you later and i i don't know it was kind of like a but situation then also where... like want to come to our very confidential everyday meeting and it's like he yeah. doesn't even work here what is this <laughs> well, he wanted to he wanted to sit in at first right yeah he but was it's just... like why would you let someone do that like you're saying vince if you're like yeah you don't write well enough for us yet but you can come here all of our business real quick if you want I, it feels like a the the business equivalent of like uh him thinking it was a date and they're they're not thinking it was a date like they're just gonna go there and, and eat some food and he's like no no but we're this is a date right like we're gonna hang out after this and as soon as as soon as like the uh the boss d- drops that he has a, a boyfriend already he's just like all right we'll see you later i'm not helping you move this table yeah Fuck right off. i'm not gonna help you move <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I, I have that scene, uh, Vince, of um, uh, Scott at that interview. Cause My favorite. I, I love I, it. I know you love it. Some of your feature work is a little wrought for what we do here at the Post <laughs> language-wise, but it all shows initiative. Well, that's the style they want from me. Uh, but to tell you the truth, I prefer to write it dry. You've been in Baltimore long? Uh, two years. Before that, I was at the Kansas City Star for three years. Wichita Eagle before that. Sun's a fine paper. You have anything to do with those ground rent stories last year? It's good stuff. That Real sucks. He's <laughs> like, hey, do you have anything to do with something that I actually like and read? Yeah, no? Not at all. Anyways, bye. <laughs> that so- was a, such a burn. I was wondering, I couldn't remember, and I was wondering if that was a reference to a story that he had like passed on or something like that. I mean, yeah. we it's again, it's okay. like it's leaving it up to our imagination to yeah. sort of fill in the blanks. Like I, I like to imagine that someone that he hates at the Sun wrote that, and he's just like, oh, he likes it because that happens to me sometimes where people, oh, did you write that one thing? I'm like, ugh, no, that. <laughs> fucking dreck that some schmuck wrote no i didn't write that uh no it's just i I love the just the subtlety of it um like the 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 managing editor or whatever his job is he's he's like trying to be complimentary and um still is just really everything he says is insulting him further Mm -hmm. and um and the way he backpedals where he's like oh this is this is a little rot for what we do language wise. And he's like, Oh, that's the way they want me to write it. Actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd prefer to write it drier. Like, yeah. if, it were, if it were up to me. So and that's, I mean, that's another funny thing about like any sort of media job is like, you're trying to show off something that you did as if, um, there was no other hand in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, half the time the editor wrote the headline and, you know, you wanted it to got do beat to hell. Like yeah, what you, you ended wa- up writing wasn't exactly what you wanted to write anyway. It, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just some interesting fun facts that I, uh, a, a listener made me aware of Vince. I don't know if you knew this, Go but on. Scott Templeton, the actor, uh, Tom McCarthy. Do you know about him? No, I think I may have looked this up at one point, but it's been, I don't remember. What. All right, so the actor who plays that guy, uh, Weasley asked Scott Templeton. Um, he is also a writer director, uh, and he wrote and directed Spotlight. Oh, is that him? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. Did did didn't that win Best Picture? Am I crazy? I, I think it did. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Look that was him. the good that was the good one. The post was the shitty one. There yeah, was the that two was the bad newspaper one. movies. Um, but also he has a, a writing credit. He wrote the story for wait for it, Pixar's Up. 
Oh. Whoa. (laughs) Take that, Baltimore son. Yeah. Honestly, he went on to brighter pastures, but it's it's just kind of crazy because it's just crazy. Isn't that nuts? Isn't that fucking crazy, dog? He specializes as a fake news guy, uh, which is very cool. That is wild, dog. And 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 meanwhile, he is like an actor actor. He's been in a bunch of shit. Uh, but, uh, the motherfucker. Oh shit. He directed, uh, the station agent, yes. which is like the breakout Peter Dinklage hit movie. of, yeah, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Very cool. And win, win the Paul Giamatti wrestling movie. It's crazy, dude. You know, like yeah. he, he might be the most successful guy who came out of the wire. <laughs> which is nuts but uh anyways scott scott's a bitch we all hate him uh weasel ass bitch and um my my favorite scene in what's going on with the the son is that at one point so burrell is finally being let go um and uh you know in the previous episode there's like a newspaper you know coming out saying they're gonna let him go and they do it um or i guess this is the episode where that happens i don't know whatever um i love uh watching um number one i love burrell uh daniel's talking to burrell um being like i didn't i didn't say those things you know they they printed lies about me when he's golfing in his (laughs) office and it seems like he's gonna bash the back of his head in for a second (laughs) there's a fake serial killer i was like if he kills him in this office i don't even know what the fuck this show is doing (laughs) for half a second yeah that's true the the fact that they even went with the fake zero killer storyline to begin with means anything could happen i was open to it for like five seconds lance reddick another fallen wire hero r.i.p uh is Mm. so funny in this scene and he does it so like subtly and just like watching burrell like (laughs) just circle him with a golf club yeah (laughs) i have that clip suggesting that i'm broken chain of command that I've gone behind your back, that I've lobbied against you in any way, they're lying. Respectfully, sir, I don't know where this shit is coming from. <laughs> Look at his face. It's so good. It's right behind him with a golf club, so he just feels the energy. <laughs> and then it's just like his relief as he realizes how stupid that was. Yeah. It's so perfect. It would have been crazy for you to bash my head in with a golf yeah. club in the middle of the day. You're right. You're yeah, right. you're right. You are the chief of police. <laughs> I feel like that speaks to how great he is as an actor, though, because he, to me, has always been such a like commanding presence. Yes. For you to look scared with cheekbones that hard uh-huh. takes so yeah. much work. And he looks like I've never seen him look like puppy dogish before. Yeah. Like I was like, wow, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's so good. It's so mm-hmm. funny. And uh, of course, at the end of the episode, it turns out uh, that uh, Burrell does get shit canned and Daniels takes on the deputy ops position and then they move up Rawls to the commissioner and temporarily anyways. But uh, I like that at the end, he's just like sitting, he's sitting in the office and he's like taking a phone call. He's like, no, he's upstairs. Now I'm deputy ops. <laughs> Pretty yeah. great. Um, but the scene that I love uh, with the Sun Papers was when Gus is like, he's doing the translation of the press conference and, uh, and then his like 
I don't know, his, one of his bosses tells him to stop swearing so much. Yeah. There's a lot of subtle nuances in this episode with the newspaper stuff that, like Vince said, I want to see where it goes. Because it's like, they're yeah. clearly trying to push him out. They like that other guy. I mm-hmm. don't know if he made up the stuff for his story that they did like. And the old guy was like, I like this kind of writing better, even though it's not fact check. And I'm like, right. all of this is going somewhere and I yes. don't like the way it feels. Yeah. Yeah. And you are correct to not like the way it feels because it's gonna go bad um but uh, yeah here's that scene we worked closely together then and when i became mayor we formed a strong relationship he feared and hated me and i merely wanted him dead it took a while but i finally put his ass out the pasture <laughs> how much of that insight and analysis can we get in tomorrow's story little to none twig was the man who could work the department sources and they're the ones that would shit all over a dog and pony show like that no a veteran in the cop shop is what gets us over in a story like this and fuck if we didn't buy ours out <laughs> gus i understand that you're disappointed with the cutbacks but civility is important i've been meaning to talk to you about your profanity my profanity Collegial atmosphere is essential. Collegial? I fucking fell out of journalism school. What the fuck do collegial mean? Uh, I'm glad Jesse Pinkman killed him. <laughs> I love the, yeah, that just like that shitty middle manager move where, you know, like he gets shit on for a dumb business decision and he's like, oh, well, how can I get this guy? I know. Yeah. I'll point to some, yeah, I'll, I'll point to some obscure point in the uh, company handbook that he's right, not adhering exactly. to. Yeah. I've, As I've you been... know from section C-1, uh, <laughs> yeah. swearing is illegal here at the Thun. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's being a little, a little PAB as well. And like, uh, you know, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not looking good for what's going to happen soon, uh, you know, at the Sun. Uh, but shit's going to get crazy in the next episode. Oh, snap. And the episode after that over at the Sun. Um, but yeah, to close it out, uh, fucking <laughs> Freeman and... Um, Freeman and Jimmy bite a homeless guy. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, and... Fucking what else happens? Oh yeah, oh, uh, Kima Davis. goes to visit her old son. Yeah. That's right. um, oh, that was another note I had. Why are all the children nonverbal in this yeah. show? Well, like the, no yes. one under the age of ten speaks. They all just take in trauma silently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until well, a black woman hugs them. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. It is like it, it is kind of crazy. Like number one, watching this scene now, the one where Kima clearly traumatized kid like not talking and whatnot watching that scene now as a dad i'm like i'm gonna cry i don't like it it's too it makes me too sad um and then but i also it made me very much appreciate that moment where she's like calling up uh you know uh, cheryl Cheryl, her her ex and being like can i can i see our kid please yeah and then like spending time with him like i was like oh this is very i like this this is nice this is nice but yeah all the kids are fucked up (laughs) like they're super fucked up yeah it is uh not a great place to be uh and uh what else happens oh yeah bond uh the, uh, the so freeman you know uh, finds this thing called the headshot basically they now have like a foolproof way of getting clay davis on federal charges and the uh Who, district he cracks me up 
W- w- who does Freeman? Clay Davis, whenever oh, Clay. he's caught, and so and um and yeah. is this this is when Donnell for like half a second is just like we going to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that, but it, 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 I I specifically like just to speak on how good uh, the actor is. It Isaiah Whitmore? Yeah, the, Isaiah Whitlock. Whitlock um, is at playing this character. Uh, after he like goes into the grand jury and is just like you know you're out for blood, uh, he has got like this look on his face of like death, um, and then he steps out into the court steps and he immediately sees the cameras and he just like his politician brain turns on. It is mm-hmm. like huckster so- mode activated. Yeah, <laughs> huckster mode activated. It's so perfect. I I had to get a clip of it. Just look at this. Jane, I insisted that I be called. Senator, it's our understanding that you're the target of an investigation into theft and fraud. No, pardon, no. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that head down yes. up, I did not see that before. It's Yowza. so good. I, I got to play it again. Senator, it's so, Senator, look at this shit. Senator, look at this. Down. Psycho shit. That was good. Like he's played this character perfectly from the first episode that he's been on. Like I remember Clay Davis season one. Uh, he does the most insane like code switch ever. Where the first time you see him, he's very much talking like this. He's like you know high, and and you're just like uh, oh you know he's a politician. And then as soon as he's just like he he gets hood on I think like on Daniels, just like can you tell this motherfucker? And it's just like oh shit, this is a it's just Isaiah Whitlock. Love you. Yeah. You're so good. <laughs> Great work. Great work. Oh, my so, God. Um, I mean, this whole time you're sort of watching this and you're expecting like this whole prosecution to come to nothing, right? Like that's. Yeah. I mean, that not feels me. like what they're setting up for well, because. Well, yes. You know, well, because wondering. Bond doesn't. I've been wondering yeah. if it was going to amount to nothing. I, I mean, I remember watching it thinking they got him right you know like i was like pretty sure because i was like if you have like the evidence and stuff like don't you got him and uh but yeah they are at this point setting it up so you're just not sure what's going to happen but at this point in this in the you know season you're like i'm pretty sure he's going down yeah we'll see if he actually goes down in the next few episodes of the wire but uh last final thoughts uh, uh favorite scene least favorite scene something i missed vince i mean we talked about my favorite scene it's when uh herc decides to be he has a change of heart and he realizes that he's been bad and he and carve are his friendship with carve allows him to uh see that he's been a bad cop and he he salutes him and i love that scene that's very nice. Uh, Katrina, the scene, uh, least favorite or most favorite or uh, something we missed that you wanted to talk about in your notes? Um, the one thing I had was I love that fret has worked its way into the everyday jargon of drug culture. Yeah. Multiple people say fret and I'm into it. And then also <laughs> McNulty goes home like once a week. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. he yeah. shows yeah. up right. and his hot <laughs> wife is like, you smell like Listerine and Jameson. And yeah. then I was just like, why are you even here? Like every yeah. time yeah. he goes back, I'm like, where have you been sleeping? Like I have <laughs> right. so many questions oh. every time they show his family. There's also the scene in the bar where the girls, he's got girls looking at his badge, which is great. Yes. Like he clearly There's pulled a- it out and I was like, oh, you want to see my badge? Every oh. time these past two especially there have been women at bars that are he's like it's centimeters away from them or like weeble wobbling <laughs> mid makeout and it's like yeah. but they never look drunk as him where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. if i was that sober i'd be like this guy's gonna throw up in my mouth like why are all of these women so into this but that would yeah that would be my one scene we didn't talk about is mcnulty yeah. being shit housed and still getting like tons of play for whatever yes. reason this dude he is a straight uh pussy magnet he, he can't is. help himself but to fuck and <laughs> i yeah the scene with bd was really good just because it was very like i wish they had both had like thick irish accents you know it was like well, he's like, i'm chasing a serial killer oh that's not all you're chasing <laughs> yeah. you're chasing drinks you need to find Jesus. Like there's, I don't know. There's something about that scene that was very, uh, um, like uh, an old time Irish play. But um, yeah, it was very good, and uh, it's a great episode. If I had to give it a letter grade, and I do, I give it a B plus. Vince, what would you give this episode? Yeah, um, the tough to judge. Uh, tough to judge. You know, we say a B is eighty to eighty nine percent. That's what a B. Um, is. I would. I would say this this episode is a solid like eighty eight point five, and uh, yeah, therefore I'm gonna give it a solid B plus. You're gonna give it a B plus, mm-hmm. and Katrina Davis. What did you give this episode? Yeah, you go to letter grade. Wait, is this this is the one where we get to see Omar get the message at his island hideout? No, no, that was the uh, the episode before. This is the uh, one where oh yeah, Slim Charles uh, gets the, spared, his life gets spared. Yeah. That's when he pistol whips in the back of the head. Yeah, That's what yeah, it was because yeah. I was gonna give it a B for Bahamas, but mm. I give it a B plus. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I give it a B plus for backhanding him yeah. in the back of the head with that pistol, but sparing his life. Sparing his life. That's where the plus comes from. So it's a <laughs> solid B plus episode of The Wire and a solid A plus episode of Pod Yourself The Wire. Uh, Katrina Davis, thank you so much for coming on thanks and talking about The Wire with us. Yeah, where can people find here. you? Um, you can find me at Katrina Savad. It's Katrina with a K and then S I V A D. It's just Davis backwards. Um, mm-hmm. and that's my website and all the places that you find people. And I moved to New York. So if you live in New York, uh, follow me and I tell jokes on the street a bunch. Just, yeah, yeah. Walk, yeah, walk, yeah, walk around. <laughs> follow me on the street. Honestly, I'm probably lost. So if you follow me, you're going to double back. Um, yeah. but yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Follow her on the social medias. Uh, she's got dates in New York. Uh, she's uh, in April, got some dates in L.A. Yeah, I'll be in uh, L.A. in a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, so please follow. And once again, Katrina, thank you so much for coming on Pod Yourself the Wire. Thank you. Wires. The wire. Patreon.com slash Rockcast. $8 tier gets you a shout out and a street name. So, Vince, we have seven. So many. So many. We're starting. It's gonna, they're gonna it's gonna be diminishing returns but i'll do my best no i, I bet they get better uh first is william harrigan harrigan 
Call this guy two times. Love it. <laughs> Again. Uh, all right. Uh, then there is K.M. Dwyer. I don't know what the KM stands for. Uh, kill me. Is it kill me? I was thinking kilometer. Mm. Uh, they call him the system because short for the metric system. I like that. The yeah. system's a good ass name. Uh, next is Rachel K. Rachel K. Special K. This is Special K. This is going to make you disassociate. <laughs> Oh, so you're calling them Special K? Yep, yep. yep. Uh, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. One degree, not two, but one. Uh, Sherman Lacey. Sherman Tank uh, in a lacy <laughs> bra. Uh, yeah, we call... Um, t- I love watching you do associations so much. <laughs> like, seeing the sausage get made is my favorite. Sherman Tank, lacy bra. Uh, 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 Man uh, fashioning tank, canoe tank out of a tree. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what is it? Uh, hmm. Mm, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> do oh I go boy. with the tank or the, or the bra? Yeah, combine them. Uh-huh. Tank, tank bra. Okay, tank bra, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine O'Flattery. I don't think that's how you pronounce that. Oh, uh, O'Flattery. What? It's Flaherty, isn't it? I don't know how to fucking speak Irish. Yeah. Uh, Catherine O'Flattery. <laughs> O'Flattery. We call her O'Flattery. Oh, I like it. Catherine O'Flattery. Uh, two more. Chris Mygen. <laughs> M-E-I-G-H-E-N Oh, the Mike Hen uh, Call this guy Chickens Love it He's a, a Mike Hen, I don't know Very good, no, it's good uh, And finally, Amber S mm. Mm. Call, Amber? That's a color, right? Call We call her Mellow Yellow Oh, I love that All yeah. of those wonderful street names Could be yours at patreon.com slash broadcast the $8 tier. Thank you to everyone who signed up. Uh, we have a, a bunch more, obviously, um, and we're going to get to them. And then once again, if it's taken a while and you're like, it's been months, what the fuck? Just email us and email us if, for anything. Questions and comments, concerns, Patreon. Oops, sorry. Broadcast at gmail.com. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, if you come at the king, you best not miss. Best not miss. Yo, what up, my bitch? I'm L.A. Matt, all up in the ass with that cat. Wire, 504, Marlo, about to kill Joe Omar, Charles Burrell, fired by Kirkkenny. Yes, this is this week's ball Murphy. Strep throat, gonna take it easy. Suck my dick, Annie, my butt, 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 butt.
Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.